listeners are like, why the fuck are they talking about Batman and Vampire the Masquerade again? I'm here to listen about these machines. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Vampire the Masquerade. Too much energy. Is one of them a squid? Titor, what have you done? Blah, 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 Beast Wars once and for all. <laughs> it's like, throw her into the compactor. <laughs> well, you don't need this anymore. Why do you always talk to yourself? I simply have a penchant for intelligent conversation. Yeah, Say Calabar! No! Say Calabar! <laughs> no! Welcome to another episode of Too Much Energon, a laser comb production. Episode 53. 53. Wow, we've been doing this 53 times, folks. Um, those unfamiliar with the podcast, Too Much Energon is the podcast where we talk about Beast Wars shit and we talk shit about Beast Wars. I am one of your hosts, NeoCal. And I am your other one of your hosts, Christopher Siege. Christopher Siege. Today we are reviewing Fires of the Past, which is Beast Machines Season 1, Episode 3. Yes. Yes. Intriguing. Uh, Mysterious. Indeed. Uh, you know what else is intriguing? Uh, today I finally managed to get my hands on one of the reissues of Beast Wars Megatron. Oh shit, the big, the big M. Yep, the, the Ultra Beast himself. Uh, if you're listening to this in audio, uh, go check out the YouTube channel, because I am holding him up to the camera right now. Cheers. Hey, boss. Yeah. Uh, this thing was $69.99 Canadian. Ooh. Back in the day, this thing was 30 bucks, And I know that was 25 years ago, but still. As a uh, special treat for the... For those of you uh, watching the podcast, uh, I'm going to open this bad boy up right on camera. Oh, right now. Doing I'm doing it. I got my, my trusty box cutter out. Cutting the tape. Oh, cutting the box, not the tape. I you mean, you just don't cut your way through the front like a child at Christmas and rip everything apart? I, I cut boxes open for a living, so you think I'd be better at this. <laughs> All right, we we've got the uh, we've got the side open, and we're sliding him out. Here he comes. There's some Beast Wars box opening ASMR. Yep. This is like all of our uh, our childhood. Ah. Is that a realistic Tyrannosaurus Rex? <laughs> all of our childhoods coming back to haunt us. I like that the, the packaging of this thing is like legit, just like a recreation, it, like near perfect recreation of the packaging from the original toy in 1996. Oh, is it? Even the back? Yeah. Although they call uh, Cheetor, both Cheetor and Rat Trap, uh, mega class beasts, which uh, is complete bullshit because back in the day, Rat Trap was a basic class beast, so he was 10 bucks. Uh -huh. 
and Cheetor was a deluxe class, so he was 15. They are both mm. mega classes, which is 30. In uh, 2021, buddy. <laughs> well, if I know anything about money, it's that I've only gotten paid 10% more than I did 10 years ago, and yet rent is twice as expensive. Someone I was talking to at work today was uh, was telling me about how uh, the manager of a, another grocery store that they deal with was uh, complaining that uh, f- after working for the company for like like 15 years or something, he's only making like 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 seven dollars an hour now more than what they're paying like a starting wage to like to to new employees even though it took him like 15 years to work his way up to that wage which i'm a i i see like i'm a big supporter of like minimum wage going up it definitely needs to especially as the cost of living has gone up exponentially but i also see the other side of it I I, I kind of see the guy's point that it kind of sucks that like he spent like many years like working his way up to a wage, whereas like now people's starting wage is like significantly like like much closer to his wage that he had to like build his way up toward. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The right. Like he should be like. A certain amount of when minimum wage is boosted, maybe, maybe his should have been boosted by the same. Exactly. Yeah. So here we have Megatron. Yes. Wow, his mouth even. Yes. <laughs> He's got a little. He just presses presses his head and he opens his mouth. Yeah, uh, and that actually squirts water if you if you fill oh. this thing with water. What? But he never squirted water in the show. No, he just shot a mouth laser. Yeah. Did he ever shoot it while he was in beast mode, or only... Oh, uh... In Beast Wars, uh, not the Japanese Beast Wars, mind you, but, uh, in the, uh, North American Beast Wars, uh, they never... They never use energy weapons while they're in beast mode. Hmm. Look at me remembering how to transform this guy. Look at that. Skills. I also actually had the original figure up until just a few years ago. I don't even know what happened to it, but like I had the original figure, like even as recently as like I've lived in the place that I live now for five years, and like I had I had uh, this original figure during that time. I just I don't know whatever happened to it, but Gone. Maybe he like Toy Story didn't walked away. <laughs> we can only hope. Wow. Look at him go. Robot mode. The color scheme is slightly different. Yeah, um, he's black and like navy blue. Yeah, and like the, the color scheme is even different from the original toy. Like the purple is a lot darker. Uh there's mm. much more black. Like his head, the original toy's head was silver. It's black here, uh, but otherwise, like the mold is identical. Mm. And he gets to shoot his hip harpoons. Yes, he gets to thrust his hip harpoons. 
pretty badass. Ah, there we go. One friend. Uh, speaking of wage, oh shit! Speaking of wage bullshittery, like one guy was like working at the the hotel alongside me, and he's like, "Um, what the heck?" And we we checked online, and uh, the advertisement was for another person in the same position as us. Um, not the advertisement, the um, whatever it was posted on the the job um, posting, LinkedIn job posting, so somewhere right, but it was yeah. for more than his wage and he's like what the fuck man and i'm like i i don't know what to tell you and it's one of those jobs where it's like oh when you reach the full wage that's it yeah the the wage gap yeah it like that that's it once you get past your like six month probation you're you're paid what everyone else is paid regardless of how long you're there so basically what i'm trying to say is uh, unions are good. <laughs> oh, hitting hitting a wage cap after six months—that's kind of bullshit. And you get paid the same as the guy that's been there ten years. Yeah, kind of, kind of BS. Where's the in- like? If you're just gonna make the the same amount of money after ten years, like, where's the incentive there? Unless you're getting paid like an obscene amount of money, which I kind of doubt is the case here. No, it's kind of like, how much can we get away with paying them to stay here, but also paying them for a low entry level, like, um, data entry job. Right. So the answer is, uh, it's not bad, but it doesn't hold people too long, especially when it's graveyard shift. Unless you're me, then you stay a decade. (laughs) Uh, my my work, uh, at least one thing I can say about them is at least they've uh, they've been pretty consistent about giving me raises. It's good. Yeah, they gave me one recently too. Didn't even need to ask for it. Good, good. Speaking of not even asking for things, and also things that I acquired today, uh, I uh, and at the same trip to Walmart, also got my hands on a. Or AEW Orange Cassidy action figure, which oh, wow. again, again, if you're watching this on video, I'm wearing an Orange Cassidy t- <laughs> uh, t-shirt <laughs> right now. Which wow, I, I definitely, this was definitely by accident, purely by coincidence. I didn't uh, wear this Orange Cassidy shirt with the explicit intent no. of talking about the action figure on air. And, and, and that's believable because you're very often wearing that shirt on air. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All um, right. So um, people on video may notice that we are full of too much allergen, which is yep. usually the case with us. So, yeah, once again, uh got to apologize uh, for two weeks in a row now. Uh, I have am afflicted with allergies and it's uh, even worse this week than it was last week. So. I apologize and uh, appreciate your understanding. Uh, allergy season is coming to an end, hopefully Correct. soon. So, well, uh, when you're allergic to dust, it never ends for me. <laughs> um, yeah, that's fair. I think right. it must be something blowing in from outside because uh, I've fresh only, air. yeah, that damn fresh air. Who needs it? But uh, for the past couple of weeks, I've only been. Uh, uh, afflicted with allergies when I've been at home. 
So not when I've been at work, not when I've been out and about, like, no, just when I've been at home. Oh, almost had to sneeze. Yeah, exactly. Same with me. Um, it's only ever when I'm at home. Well, mine, mine is dust. So when I'm outside, everyone else is like, oh, but there's pollen and animals and all this stuff. And I'm like, outside, I'm great. <laughs> Inside, unless I'm wearing a hazmat suit, it's uh, <laughs> allergy season. All right. So fires of the past. Yeah, we're we're going to get into talking about that episode in just a minute, but uh, first, here's a word about the Patreon. Do you want to hear more Lasercomb content each and every week? Is one episode each of Too Much Energon or Alphanumeric simply not enough? Then boy do I have a solution for you. Go to patreon.com slash lasercomb, L-A-Z-O-R-C-O-M-B. We're starting at a mere $5 per month. You get literal hours of bonus preamble audio each and every week, access to the Lasercomb Discord, monthly shoutouts, and more. At the $10 and up tier, you get our weekly weird news show, Lasercomb Tonight, as well as our Too Much Energon spin-off, Too Much Galavar, where we talk about the monthly IDW 2021 Beast Wars comic book. Yeah! At the $25 tier, you get all of that, plus our monthly Too Much Commentary commentary track, a free t-shirt, and more. Support Lasercomb Tonight, today. So this week on uh, Too Much Energon, as you mentioned, we are talking about the third episode of Beast Machines, Fires of the Past. Uh, this is a uh, fairly important episode. I have now watched this episode three times. Oh. I yeah, I watched it a couple of weeks ago when I first got my hands on my Beast Machines DVD. Uh, I watched it yesterday with... Uh, uh, commentary by show creators Bob Skur and Marv Wolfman. Oh, shit. And uh, then I watched it again today just to keep it fresh in my mind, you know? Yeah, keep yeah. It, keep it Mentos freshness. Yeah. <laughs> so the episode opens uh, uh, on Planet Megatron. <laughs> well, it is Planet Megatron now. Planet, yeah, there we go. Uh, in in the first uh, uh, phase of this podcast, uh, Earth was Planet Energon. So, Cyber, there we go. Cybertron is Planet Megatron. Yeah, yeah. Until so, we, until we know otherwise. Yeah. So, okay. So hold up. It, it, it shows a bunch of the the goon bots. Um, yeah, they, firing they, at a statue of Optimus. Yeah, a statue of Optimus Prime, who is holding uh, two golden discs. No. Which I find, I, I'm kind of, I immediately, I'm wondering, like, the callback to G1 Optimus is kind of cool, but I'm wondering, I'm like, the only reason there were two golden discs, like, they only had one on Cybertron, the other one was an alien disc that was on yeah. Planet Energon that got destroyed yeah. in the alien biodome. Right, right. Yeah, yep. that Megatron. Yeah, so why is he holding two? So it would make more to... sense if it was like somebody from Beast Wars that was holding them, but like Optimus Prime didn't <laughs> didn't have both of them. Yeah. Hmm. And I guess they're just replicas because this is like a public monument. Yeah, but still, I mean, they they shouldn't even be aware of the existence of a second golden disc. 
So like Prime should just be holding the one golden disc, the one that the uh, oh right. So that would imply this statue was built after they returned from Planet Energon. Yeah, but then why would Optimus Prime be holding? Them? He, yeah, a little bit weird. <laughs> the the alien disc had nothing to do with Optimus Prime. Yeah. Uh, listeners, if you can clarify this for us, uh, by all means, reach out to oh, us. Oh, yeah, if Twitter. you know something, we don't. Yeah, reach out to us on Twitter, at Too Much Energon. Uh, so uh, we're immediately met with m- more of the same. Uh, a, a whole bunch of, like, tanks and shit, energy blasting, uh, Black Arachnia. Yeah, they, they, yeah, the, the, the tank drones, like, shoot the shit out of the statue, and it, like, shatters, and then Black Arachnia is, like, skulking in the shadows, and she sees this, and, like, is all like, ah, and then they start shooting at her, and she, like, dives out of the way, and Optimus, uh, Gary Primal and Cheetor are there, and, uh, apparently Rattrap is inside, like, uh, this building is like the the maximal archives apparently, and uh, Rad Trap is inside. And Gary Primal explains this to us uh, through uh, expository dialogue that uh, Rad Trap is inside, um, uh, tr- uh, trying to like uh, get into the the maximal archives because the archives apparently have backups of every uh, transformer on Cybertron. Uh, so like uh so, some bullshit is exchanged between them and rat trap like comes running out the front door and is like man nothing nothing in the archives no backups and uh cuz they they've all been deleted I and then Gary Primal, like, flips out and the tank drones shoot at him and he does his whole, like, forearm, like... Deflect. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, And then, like, shoots, like, a big uh, blast back at them, blows them all up, and he literally goes apeshit here and, like, does this weird, like, janky, like, movement. It it looks like something out of like a Japanese horror movie, the way like the janky movements he's doing. And then he converts back to beast mode. Yeah, he because he's so angry that there's no backups of anyone. Yeah. I I guess, yeah. And um Megatron's uh watching through a crystal ball. Yeah. Megatron's <laughs> watching through a crystal ball. We get to meet uh uh he apparently has his own version of three four three guilty spark by his side. That's a Halo joke. <laughs> if, yeah. uh, in in case anyone is wonder is like, what the fuck's he talking about? It's a little AI bot. Um, yeah, it's that like floating, like mechanical, like eye lens thing that flies around in Halo. Hell, oh, inevitably in every game, it helps you out for a while and then betrays you. Yeah, in every single Halo game. <laughs> uh, this time. Maybe this time. He's reviewing footage of him having transformed into a dragon. I don't know why. Uh he's I think he's trying to figure out like why the um like why purging purging his beast mode uh 
didn't work. Right. Okay. But, uh, but uh, Guilty Spark, I'm just going to call this thing Guilty Spark from yeah. here on out. So Guilty Spark, like, tells him that basically, like, oh, uh, 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 you're now, everything's all good, boss. Like, now your beast mode has been purged. And then sure, Megatron. Sure. And then Megatron just transforms back to to dragon form again and is all like, ah, you you idiot. You call this you call this being purged? Smacks him around like a goon. I want to talk to your manager. Oh, wait, that's me. Cheers. (laughs) Someone's not getting that promotion now. No, but that's okay. Because I have tintillating conversation. <laughs> Apparently, Cheetor's like swords can combine and turn into um, a Klingon Batleth. Yeah, and, and also become a boomerang, which is kind of cool. Couldn't uh, am I remembering this wrong? But couldn't like Darth Maul, like he had his uh, dual sided lightsaber, but couldn't he also split it apart? Or is that it? Or is that from a Star Wars video game? I think that's a video game. I think we only ever saw his... Oh, it's been, like, decades since I've seen it. Likewise. Yeah. <laughs> he was cool for, like, the four minutes he was on screen. Yep. Yeah. Lots of promo material sold for, like, a four-minute battle. But, hey, what are you going to do? for a character that died at the end of the movie and wasn't seen again until Solo. Spoilers. And and also doesn't say anything. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he he was played by Ray Park, who was a guy who was kind of in like every action movie in the 2000s as a character who barely said anything. Who either didn't say anything or rarely said anything. Like he's Snake Eyes in the G.I. Joe movie. Oh, yeah, he doesn't say anything. (laughs) <laughs> he was uh, toad in the uh the the first x-men movie oh toad says like eight words yeah yeah <laughs> oh that guy okay yeah yeah you know You're what right, happens yeah, to a toad, toad when it gets struck by lightning same as anything else <laughs> 10 out of 10 writing <laughs> you know those Isn't first that... two x you know who wrote those first two x-men movies no david hater Really? Not David Hayter. He even has a cameo in both the first two X-Men movies. No. Like, uh, I can't remember. He was in the second one. I can't remember, like, where his cameo was. But I remember his cameo in the first one because it, like, blew my mind back in 2000. He plays a museum cop, like, after uh, uh, after the big battle and the Statue of Liberty at the end. And, like, Mystique is, like, lying on the ground. He, like, checks her pulse and he's like, hey, this one's still alive. Also, you know what? I specifically remember that scene. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that was our boy, Solid Snake. Wow. And he, he wrote those movies. He also wrote uh, Zack Snyder's Watchmen movie, too. How, how did I not know this? I how did I not know that he, he was a writer? Man, I, he just he just boosted up quite a quite a few notches for me. Yeah, he, he's pretty high on my list of, like, uh, famous people. Yeah, he he moved up a he he moved quote unquote famous. He moved hey, up. He's famous, whatever. Um, yeah, yeah. Like 
uh, Metal Gear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, he he's high up on my list of like noteworthy people that I'd he's really like to meet. Media. Yes, he is. I don't know where he's from, but he is a La Canada. I believe he is from Toronto. Everyone's from Toronto. Not me. No. I've never even been there. Oh, and I never will. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to go someday. If I'm going to go to a very big city, I'm going to go somewhere cooler. Yeah, that's fair. I, I'd much rather go to like New York. That's what I mean. It's just like, why would I go to Toronto when I could fly a little bit farther and go to New York? I'd even rather to Toronto when I could go to Vegas. I think I'd even rather go to. I'd even rather go to Montreal over Toronto. Um, agreed. Sorry, Torontonians. Oh, Be sure to support us on Patreon. Patreon. <laughs> Please support your fellow Canadians. Yeah, um, there, it's it's probably been soured because the the only type of Torontonian I've ever met has some in Victoria here has been somebody who loathes having moved to the island and wishes they were still in Toronto. Yeah, and, yeah, I can I can agree with that. Yeah, and the first time it's like, oh, okay, whatever. Lots of people get homesick, or the island life isn't for them. But then the second the fourth, the fifth, the sixth, like the seventh, eighth person I met from Toronto, and they're always kind of curmudgeon-y and wish they were back in Toronto. And I'm like, then go. Yeah. <laughs> Just so leave. My anecdotal experience of every single person I've ever met from Toronto. Take your leaves uh, and go. <laughs> there's one person who's from Toronto I've met, that's here, that loves it here, and hates Toronto. I I stand corrected. Okay. There's one. You, you, you heard it here, folks. One person from Toronto who moved away, who act, who who is like, yes, I made the right call. Yeah. Uh, so Black Arachnia has some sort of weird vision quest in the jungle. Yeah. She's taking Cheetor's vision quests away from him. It's it's her now. She's having a vision quest. I think her robot form kind of looks like a praying mantis. I actually really like the design of her robot form. Me too. Uh, yeah, I was watching I this episode with my partner, my partner yesterday, okay. and I was I commented about that, and my partner was like, "I hate it." Well, she's okay, like, that's... she she's like, it's really well designed, but I I don't like looking at it. So, yeah, I was watching it today with my partner, and um, I misheard her, and she had said, I don't like her design. And I was like, yeah, I really like it, too. And she's like, no, I don't like it. And I was like, oh, well, I, I think it's really cool. <laughs> Take your leaves and go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so she, uh, Black Arachnia, uh, the ground splits in this vision quest, and she falls, like, into a hole, and uh, we get a silhouette of uh, Bird Dog himself, Silverbolt. And we hear whispers of someone saying Black Arachnia. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, actually kind of silverbolt. Yeah, it's actually kind of creepy. The the whispers. Yeah, the whispers are creepy though. And I'm like, was that supposed to be soothing? Yeah. 
don't come in and cock block my boy Cheetor now. I thought, <laughs> I thought this was going to be his chance, damn it. Oh, well. Yeah. And it steps back to reality. Oh, there goes Rabbity. Um, <laughs> uh, Mom's spaghetti. Uh, and Cheetor's running with her on his back. Yeah. Gary Primal Primal is like King Konging his way across like built like up buildings and shit, like fleeing the uh the Viacon tanks. Um so uh back in Megatron's uh auditorium. Yeah. uh, Oh yeah, uh Megatron like doesn't seem to understand why uh the the pinnacle of technological perfection, my Vietcons. Like, why there? Why can't they defeat three stupid maximal beasts? And sparks like free will. So, I kind of like Guilty Spark, but here's the thing: he has a personality. Yeah, which I don't get because, like, Megatron he has a spark. Yeah, and like Megatron seems to want to be the only like consciousness and individual personality on all of Cybertron. That's why he has the Viacon drones. But like, yeah, he has this little like, like AI helper who that clearly has a personality of its own. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he's he's smart ass, a little bit of a smart ass. And like from a narrative perspective, like like from a writing perspective, I completely get it. It gives Megatron someone to talk to. Yeah, and you you need that because Megatron is just like hanging out in his. I have a feeling he's going to spend the majority of this show hanging out in his auditorium, like just. I feel it. So like you need to give him someone to talk to, but like it's still kind of seems contrary to uh to to Megatron's intentions here to have like a little AI buddy. Yeah, and well sp- speaking of that, like he goes, "Well, then." And I guess the solution is to um m- give some of the Viacons sparks. Yeah. Because out of a little chamber float three sparks. But I I Well, this also t- Go ahead. Well, this also tells us, too, that um, the show uh, in the last episode really gave the impression that uh, Megatron had just, like, killed everyone on Cybertron. But it seems like he's essentially, like, storing everyone, like, all of the sparks on Cybertron. He's storing them. He hasn't extinguished them. Yeah, because he just pulls these out of a box and he's like, "Yes, time to t- tip the tip the odds." Yes. Now and he actually he, he does go yes a couple of times in this episode. He he does. Yeah. Megatron's back, baby. <laughs> yep, the old Megatron's back. <laughs> and so, okay, so uh, maybe this will get answered. Maybe it won't. But it seems like wouldn't these be sparks of individuals? Or are, would this be like reincarnating those sparks? I think it's... Because um... they, they embrace their new identity, which makes me think that it's like 
he's taking sparks from that used to be Transformers and putting them in new bodies and reprogramming them. Uh, yeah, kind of like a, the reincarnation cycle of the Matrix. Kinda, yeah. Yeah. But manual. He, he's controlling. Although, yeah. Although I feel like it's more like taking these sparks, putting them in like a new protoform, and then like injecting like a Predacon shell program. Like oh, there we go. Course. Yeah, yeah. It's probably so the a memories lot are, The memories are wiped, and then... Um, their new programming gives them like a a, a Predacon personality. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Le- seems legit. Yeah. So, so that... what's going on here? Rat Trap says some Rat Trap bullshit. Yeah, uh, Optimus is like so. Uh, our heroes are like hanging out in like the sewer or something underground. And uh, Optimus is like, he's really giving them the what for. Like, Optimus, uh, yeah, yeah, he's, uh, he's, uh, and later on in the episode, too, like, he starts to kind of seem like a little bit of a, like, abuser. Like, I, I was getting, like, abusive parent vibes from him. He's... It's serious business. He at the, at the end of the episode, he says, um, "Like they all that stands between like saving or losing all of Cybertron is those four. Yeah, and then he says, "Oh, like I can't can't um, I would, I don't even know what I would do if I were to lose like another one of you, to to lose one of you three. Yeah, and like Rat Trap makes a quip about something and. Uh, uh, Gary Primal is just like, you think this is a joke? Like, yeah. like holy and shit, I'm, I'm man. Like, with that. It's time to be like, okay, you guys need to quit fucking around. We have millions of lives to save. Yeah. I, I kind of get, get that. Black Arachnia has another vision quest involving Silverbolt, and he's really, like, mellow and out of it this this episode. Uh, Gary is demanding that she transform back to beast mode. Although I don't really know why. We find out later. We out later. We well, we find out later in the episode that the apparently the vehicle there they can't be detected by the vehicons when they're in beast mode. But Gary Primal doesn't know that yet. So, Unless it's a classic case of. Optimus knowing something or knowing right, right, and just not telling his not telling his fellow Maximals, and that is in character for him. As much as I fucking hate it, it is. Yeah, he's like, oh, just do it. I don't have time to talk about it. Like whole episodes of Beast Wars were about Optimus not revealing pertinent information on time. So maybe he knows and he's yeah. not telling them. Maybe. Either way, uh, Black Arachne is like, nah, I'm staying in robot form. And uh, even Rat Trap is like, hey, how come you're staying in robot mode and uh, listening to the boss monkey? And she's like, I have my reasons. Yeah. Mind your own business, Rat. Yeah, And Basically. we find out later it's because she 
realizes she's only getting these visions of like past memories um, while she's in a robot form. Yeah. So yeah. she fucks off on them, goes on her own, and she's on, shows up on some like hangar type thing, and yeah, turns out Rat Trap was following her, and she's like, "How did you catch up with me?" And he's like, "Man, take the sewers. It may not smell all that great, but you'll get there faster." I'm pa- I'm paraphrasing, but that's the yeah. gist of, of of it. What it's okay. So it's kind of funny because in the game Vampire: The Masquerade Bloodlines, um, right? The, you. If you're especially big if fan. you're Nosferatu, big fan, um, fan of the show. <laughs> um, but if you're Nosferatu, it's a big no no to even be seen. You're so ghastly and ugly right. that if the public sees you, it's not like other vampires where you can hide your vampiric nature. Um, you are a fucking monster <laughs> and it's a masquerade yeah. breach. So there are well, these you, sewers which go in straight you, lines throughout the base- level. You basically look like uh, uh, the vampire in the movie Nosferatu. Yes, Lord... Max Shrek. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which is funny, because Uh, uh, in Batman Returns, Christopher Walken's character was named Max Shrek after that character. (laughs) Oh, uh, Count Orlock. Oh, Count Orlock. Yeah. From um, the movie Nosferatu, but yeah, right. they basically. Oh, Matt, like, Matt, oh right, Max Shrek was the name of the guy who played him. Uh, yeah, yes. What, what's what's his um, what's the cast there? Max Shrek is Count Orlock. Yeah, Max yeah. Shrek. And the movie's called Nosferatu. Yeah, so basically, the Nosferatu clan, a vampire, the masquerade, looks like Count Orlock. Max Shrek is a great fucking name, by the way. <laughs> well, like I like I said, um, uh, the the name was homaged in uh, Batman Returns because that was cri- the character Christopher Walken played in that movie. His name was oh, Max Shrek. Right. <laughs> he was yeah. kind of Count Orlocky in that, wasn't he? But much less ghastly on the outside, anyway. Worse on the inside, I would say. Worse on the inside. Yeah, worse than liter- a literal monster who drinks people's blood. Well, worse, he made thousands fall into poverty. Uh, rat, uh, rat Trap and Black Arachnia like bicker back and forth, yeah. and uh, she kind of like explains to to Rat Trap that like, "Hey, I'm getting these visions, but I only get them when I'm in robot form. That's why I won't transform." And Rat Trap's basically like, "Man, give me one good reason why I shouldn't go tell the boss monkey about this." And she's like, "Well, how about three? And we get uh, three vehicons that show up. One is a tank, one of the tank drones, one is uh, one of the jet drones, and the other is one of the uh, motorcycle drones that Cycle we drones. Yeah. that we we saw in the uh, the first episode. And can I just say, thank God they're not just fighting like hordes of mindless NPCs. Well, remember I I mentioned last week. I'm like, if you're getting tired of uh, of them just fighting like nameless drones then just wait and here we are that will be addressed and And they uh, they they they, they remark about like oh look it's just some uh some more mindless vehicon drones Mm -hmm. and they all weirdly enough like all like expose their sparks which i thought was kind of strange it's like yeah i don't see why you need to do that you could just 
like start talking. Yeah, they just like temporarily eject their sparks. Yeah. And it's like why? Isn't that kind of indecent exposure? Bearing they're bearing their soul for the maximals to see. There we go. And then uh the charismatic one, Jetfire, speaks up. Yeah. Uh isn't it Jetstorm? Jetstorm, sorry. Yeah. Jetfire, Jetstorm. Jet Jetfire is a Transformers character. Yeah, yeah, that's why. Yeah, yeah he, he was like, in. Uh, this is not Jetfire, in, people. He he was in uh, G One. He was also in Transformers a, Armada. He was in War for Cybertron. And he is a jet. <laughs> to be fair, yeah. but this is not him. Yeah. So the seemingly like the like the the head of the trio is Jetstorm, and he's this very like ha ha like very like charismatic like dude very charismatic boastful yeah and it's like well we have three problems blah 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 and what gets me here is maybe we don't see it right now but they transform from their vehicle mode to their their robot mode the other two as well yeah um i was hoping they'd look different than the the basic drones, but they don't. No, like I was hoping they'd look cooler, but what are you gonna do? And they I all mean, open fire. I mean, their faces are much more animated than the drones. I'll they don't really that. have faces. They they just kind of like flex and like they don't have faces like the Maximals have faces. No, they're they're robotic and they. It just kind of wiggles when they talk rather than having an animated expression. Which kind of makes sense because it's like why like why would Megatron in his like technological perfection of Cybertron like like even if he's like creating these Viacon generals to like have like some degree of free will so they can actually like be a thorn in the maximal side like why why would he still give them like individual like physical characteristics yeah exactly it's not not something megatron's gonna care about no so yeah it makes sense and they shoot and they go after them and there's a cool effect that i like it's very comic book looking i know there's some that's exactly what i was gonna comment on go ahead there's, there's some paneling going on it's very um and like the border of it, like is kind of like scribbled. Like someone like took a like took a sharpie and like just scribbled around the border. It's very like nineties comic book looking, nineties indie comic looking. I dig it. And the so yeah, so Jetfire, the camera's on him, and he's like talking to himself, and he's like, uh, "This is Jetstorm speaking, passengers. Hold on tight. We're blah blah blah. Some Maximals." And there's um, motion lines coming from behind him from the purple sky, and they're like light blue, sky blue, giving that comic book sensation of speed or whatever. And like you had said, to me, it looks like it's almost like a stamp or it's like a piece of a square piece of paper ripped. It shows like a little like camera shot of like black arachnia scurrying away. I, I thought this was really cool. And I think if this was in the show more, it would be. I, it, it's visually appealing. I mean, who knows? We're only this is only the third episode, so we've got uh, 
23 more of these to go. They're experimenting, and I and I like it. Yeah. But holy shit, can they not hit anything? <laughs> and conveniently, you know how it was so, convenient in Beast Wars to... Um, you had a time limit because of Energon. Um, Energon buildup, you'd have to transform back into your beast mode. When you right. get too stressed out, the Maximals are forced into their their beast mode. So there's kind of a that reason, like a, a yeah, yeah. reason to force them to transform back into beast mode. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that, but you're good catch. You're you're uh, definitely onto something there. And and I like that because then again, it, it puts the Maximals in this situation where they can't win by just staying in their robot forms indefinitely. And we've talked about why that was important to us on Beast Wars a couple times before. Yeah, and uh, we have a, uh, for the listeners, we have a special episode of Too Much Energon coming up uh, in about a month's time for the 25th anniversary of beast wars and we're gonna we're gonna talk about the show in broad strokes on that episode yeah and like give our overall like final thoughts of the the series as a whole so um, uh the we'll, whole of, yeah and we'll we'll definitely talk about that uh specifically more on that episode mm-hmm. yeah we'll expand on that more so the uh the motorcycle one uh, we get their names later, but the motorcycle one. No, no, they out. they tell they tell us in this scene. Oh, do they? they say they say their names when they transform? Not the first time. They they do and they definitely do in this scene. No, no, but not when they um chase them. Because the first time they transform, they just start opening fire, and then when they chase the Maximals a bit. Where is it where they say their name? Because they they say their name when they... They don't say their name when they go to robot form. They say their name when they go to vehicle form. Right. And so... So after after they could, like, initially confront them and, like, uh, Jetstorm is being, like, all boastful, then then they they say their names. Yeah. So it's... So the motorcycle guy is Thrust. So he says Thrust Overdrive. Thrust Overdrive. Tankor is the tank guy, and he says... Tangor pulverize, and I can't remember what Jetstorm says, but he he has one too. Jetstorm says, um, "Jetstorm afterburn, oh, right. afterburn." So afterburn, Jetstorm afterburn. What was the bike? <laughs> Thru- thrust overdrive, thrust overdrive, and Tangor pulverize, pulverize. Yeah. Can you guys have one activation phrase? <laughs> so Tankor, cool, but so Tankor is big and dumb. He uh, can barely like string sentences together. And Thrust is the cool guy who talks like this. Yeah. He's kind of like the uh, the manta ray of the group. <laughs> I was just gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> you you kind of get the... that vibe too. Yeah, he he's depth charged by way of Keanu. <laughs> kind of. He's a better he's a better depth charge already. Yeah, and he barely says anything. There's some cool scenes with like a spider latching onto walls and rat trap like fighting Tankor and hiding and getting him to right. shoot. 
Yeah, Black Arachnia like shoots her web onto Jetstorm and like he actually like flies like flies like drag like dragging her around. And I'm like, what was her plan there? <laughs> like how would that go well for her? If she was mm, that yeah. That wasn't going to work because if she had more if she was much heavier than Jetstorm or um she tied her like webbing to something that might f up Jetstorm, but it's she directly attached her spinneret to uh Jetstorm and he's a jet. So of course he just flies off <laughs> with this like long Spider-Man spider tendril and Black Arachne is like screaming as he's like doing these maneuvers and slamming her into buildings and stuff. Perhaps she was merely hitching a ride. Catch a ride. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I wonder. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So there. Yeah, yeah. Battle. Battle goes on. The the Maximals get away. They escape into this building. As yeah, they're hiding yeah. in some pipes, they, they overhear the um, Vehicon's AI say, um, maximal energy signature not detected. Oh, we're not there yet. Oh, are we not there? No. Um, so, they run into this building, uh, Black Arachnia interfaces with a computer, and uh, she... Finds information about like the the shit the Autobot uh, shuttle that they arrived on. Megatron didn't delete all of the Arrow shuttle information. Yeah. So yeah, the... even though all of their what was the situation earlier, all of the um, Cybertronian individual archives were deleted. But yeah, the, the 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 memory bat like the the backups of all of the Cybertronians were deleted from the Maximal archives. Not but, but yeah, this is like a um this is like an airfield or something. Yeah. Like a Yeah, so like space so logs. Yeah, yeah. So they and so the computer like still has like has logs of like Black Arachnia finds out that uh when they were like coming back like on the Autobot shuttle, um the maximal defense systems like started firing on them and shot them down. Presumably because at this point, like Megatron was already a uh, ruling. Cybertron. Yeah, and even Rat Trap's like, "Well, how is this going to help us?" And, and then Black Ragnar laughs and says, "Well, we can find our ship." Yeah, and the 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 shuttle has like flight records to that we can access to figure out what happened to us. I dig it. Yeah, and is that that that's the same ship that um they left. The the shuttle that was in the arc that they left Planet Energon, right? Yep, it's the exact same ship, uh, same cool. same model and everything. And then we get a little um, cut to Jetstorm flying around, and they detect their signal again. So if anyone's been paying attention, um, uh, if anyone's been paying attention, it only se- they only seem to be able to track the. Uh, Maximals when they're in their robot form. And indeed, this is addressed in by the characters at some point. Yeah, the, this will get brought up in uh, a couple of scenes. So Jetstorm like, bursts in, and I can't remember if it's this scene where he says it. Um, 
But at one point, he, and it made me chuckle earlier, he utters the line. I can't remember if it's here or not, but like Jetstorm at one point, like bursts in and he uh, refers to them as beasties, which kind of made me chuckle. I thought you were talking about when he bursts in and he goes, well, well, your situation exactly matches your situation. Terminal. Oh, and okay. I'm like, it must be it must be the the later scene where he encounters them. But he he di- it's even on the the Transformers wiki. Like he he refers to Black Arachne and Rat Trap as beasties. Rad. <laughs> I like it. Uh, oh, he says he puts his arms up after the commercial break and says, "All right, boys, let's barbecue us some beasties." There you go. There you go. There's, yeah. there's a lot. <laughs> I dig it. I that's that's rad. Yeah, I, I'm kind of I'm, I'm kind of digging Jetstorm so far. Right? I'm like, what? The other two are just w- whatever, but like, I'm I'm digging. If they could make Tankor endearing, dumb, like Waspinator, right, or Scorponok, then I'll warm up. But the other two just haven't had screen time. They haven't said much. So yeah. Well, in Tankor, all he does is just like Tankor smash. Tankor, He's basically smash. Like the Hulk. He's basically the Hulk. Yeah. Uh, interestingly enough, um, Black Arachnia can like take a solid form of her webbing and throw it, and it it does a lot. So this episode is interesting. We see um, some more moves and like powers from the the different Maximals. She can throw it, right. and like it like expands and wraps around a target. Yeah, it's pretty cool, and she. Yeah, it does that at one point. It creates like a almost like webbing like tripwire. <laughs> oh, when she extends it and makes a, a webbing tripwire and gets Tankor, yeah. Yeah. He incapacitates. There's a weird Scooby Doo scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with them like moving like back and forth through the uh the the crates in this warehouse. I, that... I didn't I didn't know what that was in reference to. I'm just like that feels r- really cartoonish. So it's Scooby Doo. Well, I never in Scooby Doo, there's this famous like trope that they do where the camera shows kind of like a hallway, and there's like four doors on the left and four doors on the right. And then halfway through the episode, they sing Scooby Dooby Doo, blah blah blah. <laughs> um, and it'll show like Scooby Doo and Shaggy accidentally split up and go into different doors. And then the killer runs up behind them, looks left and right, and chooses like a different door. And then the next episode, it shows Daphne and Valma, blah, blah, blah. And then it gets wacky, and then like Scooby and Shaggy are chasing the monster or the, the ghost or like whatever, right? And then when he realizes that he's they're chasing him, they, he turns around and stops and scoop like it's this humorous like trope thing that they they do often. And I, I got vibes from that. Because like they're <laughs> chasing behind them and then they're it's just brief, and it's it's it feels like a weird video game or cartoon moment. Like it well, feels in Be- out of place in Beast Wars, they like to make like a lot of like subtle allusions to Looney Tunes style comedy. So it, yeah. it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me. What what does Black Arachnia do to Tankor here? Like poisons him? Because yeah, he's... that yeah that yeah yeah I figured it was just like cyber venom. Yeah, it like Wait, goes across the ground. Techno organic like... cyber venom. There we go. <laughs> we figured it um, out. So 
after the fight's over, uh, this is the scene that you were thinking of. So Rattrap ends up in this, like he, him and Black Arachnia get separated and Rattrap ends up right. in this like ventilation shaft and he sees like the, the Viacon generals. Yeah, like, because these through the some bars. Up. They, they have like yeah. a, a little bicker and Black Arachnia and Rattrap split up. Yeah. Right. And then as he's hiding in the sewers, um, the, the Viacons are right outside a grate. Right. right. And they say, oh, maximal signature detected. And he's like, oh, shit. And he thinks he's caught. And he, like, puts his paws up to surrender. But then he realizes they're tracking uh, Black Arachnia's signal at 12 o'clock. And they, they speed and, off. And Jetstorm, like, basically is just like, ooh, the sexy she-spider. <laughs> Something along those lines. And, oh, uh, he says, Ooh, Spider Babe at 12 o'clock. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I wasn't far off. <laughs> and so that like they fuck off. And Rattrap remarks, he's like, he's like, man, they detected her. How how did I they detected her? And she's like, gotta be on the other side of the airfield by now. Why didn't they detect me? Unless they can't detect us in beast mode. Yeah. Which I'm like. Okay, that's cool. That that another is another reason, another thing that necessitates their beast mode in this show. I so, so you know what? Like, I'm, I'm on board with this show so far. And it gives them, like I said, like you said, it gives them another reason to, when they're hiding in their secret areas, stay in beast mode. Yeah, I I like it because you you need reasons for being in beast modes. Or it's it gives them a reason to 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 show off their animal forms more. Yeah, yeah, and it um, it all also gives them a way to like let the Maximals escape from a battle. Yeah, which and we'll talk about it in future the twenty fifth anniversary edition. But we felt like it was a really good thing that. In Beast Wars, they had to transform to Beast Mode after a certain time. That way, no one side can ever win a conflict. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so I like it when there's story reasons for why one side can't win or why they have to transform. So I'm, I'm, I'm on board. It, it's, it's good. They're creative. Yeah, I'm digging this show so far. When I was a kid, I, I kind of like dismissed Beast Machines because it looked different. Um, instead of like peaceful jungle with a river and like pe- like um like uh peaceful flute music in the background right yeah. and there's mountains and stuff it was just kind of like boring big metallic skyscrapers and it's very dark the show's very dark by the way like they play it's a blue. lot it's very blue <laughs> very blue the, 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 the this show is incredible like this show's color palette is very blue it's it's the blue. Backgrounds, backgrounds are blue. The half the Viacons are blue. Megatron is blue. Blue are three four three guilty. Walk around. Three four three guilty spark is blue. Mm-hmm. The house with a blue window is also blue. If, <laughs> Megatron's wonder, girlfriend. I Megatron have a has girlfriend, a girlfriend. And Rip in peace, Eiffel 65. I only know your one song. There's a uh, 
Uh, Are they even called Eiffel 65? Or am I remembering that wrong? No, it was Eiffel 65. <laughs> okay. uh, there is a uh, death metal cover band called Ten Masked Men. I don't know if they're still around or not, but like they were doing music in the 2000s. They do a death metal. You can find it on YouTube, too. Uh, they do a death metal cover of Blue Dabadi, and it actually works better than you would think. Okay. You know what? I'm going to tab that just to just to watch on my... You know what? I, I doubt their music is even copyrighted anyway. I'm just going to throw it at the end of this fucking episode. Whatever. That That's the Too Much Energon song of the week, is uh, uh, Ten Masked Men's cover of Blue Dabadi by Eiffel 65. So, stay tuned. Uh, keep Listen all the way to the end of the this episode for that. Um, Ten Masked Men found it. Okay, sweet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, they, the Viacon generals, like, transform and fuck off in pursuit of Black Arachnia and Rat Trap, like, follows them, like, under the like beneath under in the under the floor and we see a bunch of shots like he can see like upward like through through the right. um through the grades yeah it's the yes. place the word for some reason i'm glad that allergies it's to be ratty yeah he he is very ratty in this show he's doing a lot of like a like solid snake shenanigans crawling through vents spying on people i i dig it we just need a box scene, and it's basically Metal Gear. So, Megatron and the Viacon. Megatron radios the Viacon generals, and because uh, the Viacon, well, the Viacon generals radio Megatron, and are like, "Hey, the Spider Babes, like, go into the the Autobot shuttle to like download, what you know, the whatever. Shit. Download the shit." And Megatron is like, "Yes, Viacons." Call off the attack, and they stop and are like, "What?" <laughs> um, and Megatron basically is like, "So if she, as soon as she interfaces with the computer to download the shit that she needs, I can access her core consciousness and learn the location where the Maximals are hiding out. So I can, let, I can pull her memories. Yeah, let her do the thing." And Rattrap hears this conversation go on, and he's like, oh shit, I gotta stop her. Yeah. And, uh... So Black, Ara Black Arachnia gets to the, um... Uh... Gets to the Autobot shuttle, and, uh... Is this some Lawnmower Man shit? I... Even though you've never watched Lawnmower Man, I... You I, I, you've referenced it enough now that... <laughs> yeah, listeners, I've man never, I've never seen Lawnmower Man. <laughs> like, she put... I've said that before about Beast Wars, but never, never more other than this moment is this some like Lawnmower Man shit. Because she literally has like a, a VR headset on, and she like enters, physically enters like the archives. Uh no, Tigatron in Beast Wars had a way more lot no I take it back. This pales in comparison to Tigatron well, like, like around in cyberspace. He was flying around <laughs> and he had like 3D hands and he was like moving things and, and like flying around. That was that was Lawnmower man. This is this is a trip. Yeah. 
I like how there's like, like a cyber there's like, code, there's like code like uh, in a circular pattern uh, spinning behind her. Yeah, so it's kind of like the Matrix, but in like Cybertronian, but like in a cone rather than just in front of her. So like 3D, like she's in a tube or like Star Trek when it shows stars fly by. Yeah, I, yeah. I dig it. It's it's cool. And um, she's interrupted and she screams. Uh, and when she takes the headset off, rat traps there like eating wires. <laughs> there, there is uh, a shot. Like one thing in this shot that I actually really like is like when she's got the like lawnmower man headset on, and she yeah. she's got the like cyber Cybertronian code like spinning around her. She says some shit. She's like computer like access like whatever, and then. The camera like flips around, and it, it literally looks like the camera like spins around behind her, and then behind her we see Megatron being like, "Computer access core consciousness" or something, and then it spins back to her. If if you watch the video of it, it's it, it's a cool looking shot. I, I like the effect. Uh, I I like how this show is directed. Uh, you are muted. Dang it. Um, I agree. I, I really like how the choreography, the framing, like the just how it's directed and how it's like edited, how it kind of shows like all of the data going into Megatron's head. Whereas yeah. um when Black Arachnia was in it, it was just spiraling. So the visuals are interesting because it was spiraling, spiraling around Black Arachnia, but now it's like going into Megatron's head. Yeah. As if he's like taking information. And indeed, he does get like a weird 3D schematic of something about where the Maximals are hiding. Um, yeah. And what, is, what does Rat Trap say? He's like, oh, we got to destroy the, the terminal. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah him um retrieving your memories and she's like but this is the only information we have to help us yeah because as you mentioned uh uh she gets pulled out of uh uh she gets pulled out Cyber of the space. matrix yeah uh because rat trap is like again doing a very rat like thing he's literally just chewing the cable that's hooked up to her like VR headset. Yeah, like he submissively puts up his paws. He's like, "Hey, hey, hey! I had to. I had to." He's I'm like, like "Why uh, didn't you tap her on the shoulder and tell?" <laughs> yeah, he's like Megatron. Uh, Megatron was like accessing your your data tracks or whatever. He's giving you the hack. He was hacking yeah. you. I gotta stop. And so they they access the computer terminal and then find out that the computer like literally made a copy of her memory banks and it's yes. being uploaded to Megatron right now. So they're and like, so, we got to destroy it. Yeah, so they destroy this, they they destroy the the Autobot Ark to prevent that from happening. And then Megatron's all like, "Damn it! <laughs> well, Viacons killed them. Then. What? <laughs> Whatever. Megabyte upload speeds. God." <laughs> I oh, knew, I knew I should have went. I knew a fifty-six k modem wouldn't be enough. No, but uh, three four three guilty spark. You told me that broadband was too expensive and not really worth it. That it That's wasn't going to catch on. Who's You're laughing a now, bad roommate? <laughs> 
Very bad roommate. <laughs> All because you didn't want to pay for half of the internet. <laughs> so indeed, it seems that Mega Megatron's um, <laughs> upload was interrupted, and he didn't get the info. Yeah, he he didn't get the the information he needed. And uh, then Rat Trap and uh, Black Arachne, after they Black Arachne destroyed the terminal, they're running away, and he explains to Black Arachne, "Hey, if we stay in our beast modes, they can't find us." Uh, but it doesn't really matter because they like run into the hangar bay's doors as they're opening, and the the Three Stooges are there. Yeah, and Rat Trap even remarks, he's like. Well, unless they happen to be like staring right at us or something along those lines. Luckily, um, um, the the great ape escape and uh, <laughs> my boy Cheetor show up. Gary Grimal and Cheetah Man. King Gary Kong Primal and Cheetah, and Cheetah Man. Man show up. <laughs> Cheetor uselessly def- deflecting blows lost its coolness to me because like. That's not doing anything. <laughs> He's just like, it's like the seventh time it showed him like being a ninja and like deflecting shots. And it's like, that's cool that you're a Jedi and all, but Jedis could also hit the, the plasma blasts back. And it hasn't shown him do that yet. Well, remember, this movie came out in 1999 and Star Wars Episode One was already out by this point. So they're clearly... They they clearly watched uh, the Phantom Menace and the Matrix and were like, "Man, we got some ideas for this new Transformers show we're working on." Oh boy, do we! <laughs> I like how I like how uh, uh, Gary Primal and Cheetah Man like smash through the glass, like the 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 glass dome. Ceiling. Yeah, when they come down, it's very. It kind of reminds me of uh, again Batman, Tim Burton's Batman. When he he smashes through the window in the the museum, like after like the Joker was like fucking up all the art and stuff, it's very dramatic. Yeah, it's cool. It, it's fucking badass. And again, when they take off, they seem to jump slash fly, and I'm like, why? Because they they grab the others and then jump away and fly away. But I'm Cheetor can't fly. No, he kind of just leaps really high. I mean, leap really look high. At those, like, look at those legs. Like, I buy it. Look at those hamstrings. Oh, he's a <laughs> cheetah. Yeah, okay. And then I, I didn't understand. I, I didn't realize that their their arc shuttle was right there. But as they're running away and everything's exploding, I guess the vehicons are exploding the whole base. Or was it her destroying Black Arachne destroying the terminal that's blowing up the base? I'm a little confused about that. I think it's a bit of Maybe both. both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but either way, they're cool guys running from an, an explosion. <laughs> and it shows the shuttle, the physical shuttle exploding too. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, wait, what? The, the physical shuttle was there? But makes sense. It was a, it was a ship hangar. Yeah. Yeah. And so after they get away, uh, Gary Primal is like giving them the old what for, and Rat Trap's like, hey, it uh, wasn't my idea. And I'm like, come on now, Rat Trap. <laughs> um, yeah, he gives them the one for, and he's like, hey, that was their one ship. And now it's gone, and we have no information. 
you little shits. Yeah. And he's, and he's all like, like we, he's we all like, for what? He's all like, Megatron uh, killed everyone on this goddamn planet because I failed. I, I've lost everyone. I can't bear to lose you, too. Imagine how that would make me feel. So Gary Chalk um, is he? The writers have given him way more emotional depth in Beast Machines than in Beast Wars. In Beast Wars, he was very zen. He didn't really yell very often. He got well, frustrated inside and stuff, but well, he started this show off pretty zen too. But he's kind of already starting to go off the rails. He's. He he's he's running out of fucks to give. Yeah, he's uh he sees seen some shit. I don't he's know, seen... I just in this scene like this uh where he he's basically like man, imagine uh how, how like something bad happening to you. I don't want you shouldn't like uh Put yourself in a situation where something bad would happen to you, because imagine how that would make me feel. I, that's what I. That's what I, I mean by. Like, that. That's what I mean by like I was getting kind of abusive parent vibe from that. I, I can. I'm see not that. gonna go. I'm not gonna go too much into it, but like, I may have grown up hearing things. <laughs> Look like what that you made me lot. do. Yeah. Yeah. That. Yeah. That. That. That line of thinking. So it it's kind of rubbing me the wrong way. He he's he's losing his shit. I understand the the idea that he's like, hey, we lost all of Cybertron. Like, I lost the rest of the Maximals. Like, I don't want to lose you too. So I'm I'm trying to look on the more as I'm trying to look at it as if he's trying he's being like compassionate. He's like, I don't want to lose you guys. You're all I have left. But yeah. I, it's yeah, and it's not a deal breaker for me or anything. I just it's uh He's Angry it, Monkey. We don't like Angry Monkey. It's uh it, it's just making me like see Optimus in like a slightly different light, which uh it, I think is kind of the point. I think it's the point, yeah. I dig it. He he he's a changed ape. He's a changed ape. And uh that's it, folks. Oh, and Rattrap was going to explain to Optimus about the the fact that uh, uh, them being in beast mode uh, oh, right. makes them invisible to the Viacon sensors. But Black Arachne is like, "Hey, not right now." She was like, "Like, let him, let him vent." Yeah. <laughs> uh, so th that's episode three, folks. Uh, thanks for we uh, we we did it. Uh, interesting. Beast Machines much more than Beast Wars is very visual. So very, like we, we yeah. yada yada the many many like they land and they fight. There's not much to tell you about the fighting other than like you know Cheetor's got swords and you know like um, Ape Escape has energy wrist gauntlets. So it if anyone. Uh, I don't know why, but if anyone's listening to this that hasn't <laughs> watched Beat <laughs> Machines, um, it's on Tubi. And uh, yep. it's kind of fucking rad, so give it a chance. Yeah, go check it out. 
Uh, here on Too Much Energon, we have the Too Much Energon rating scale. It's a three-point scale from Not Enough Energon, Sufficient Amount of Energon, and Too Much Energon. <laughs> uh, Christopher Siege, what is your Too Much Energon rating of Fires of the Past. I am giving Fires of the Past too much energon as my oh. rating. Uh, I really I really like the new Viacon Generals. Uh, I like the, the back and forth between Black Arachnia and Rattrap. I actually kind of dig them as a team. They're very unlikely duo but i i kind of like them together optimus like filtration team right <laughs> optimus like very quickly starting to become unhinged is really interesting i liked the <laughs> the g1 optimus prime statue at the beginning of the episode even though the gold the two golden discs thing didn't really make a lot of sense no, to me it's funny <laughs> yeah yeah um i i, I like just i like to think that megatron built that so that he can have his Viacons destroy it. <laughs> they just make a new one every week. <laughs> they make a new one every week, and it's in a different spot each time, and like it's a game to him. He's lonely and bored. It's a game yeah. to him to like hunt around Cybertron and find it. <laughs> yeah, he makes his little AI buddy 343 Guilty Spark. He makes him control some Viacons to go make it, and he's like, like don't, don't, don't tell me where you built it this week. No. I will let my vehicons that I control seek it out. Cheers. And then uh, after like 20 minutes, he's like, okay, I need a hint. <laughs> All <Don't> right. Tell me. <laughs> Give me a walkthrough. <laughs> Detailed uh, walkthrough. Um, also, uh, I kind of like uh, 343 Guilty Spark. <laughs> that, Even though, like, now, folks. Even though this came out. Wait, when did Halo came out? This came out two years before Halo. Right, it was... Yeah, it did, yeah. It did, Because yeah, I was yeah. like, wait a second. <laughs> wait a cycle. <laughs> wait a cycle. Um, uh, yeah, my... despite my, uh, my, my complaints I said earlier about being like, eh, Guilty Spark kind of seems like an intelligence unto himself, which seems antithetical to Megatron's goals, but whatever. He needs... He needs someone to talk to. He needs someone to talk to, and also he—we've caught him lying. Yeah, like he's—he. This is different, Megatron. This isn't like Shakespeare in the Park, Megatron. This is like cyberpunk dystopia, like hellish nightmare tyrant, Megatron. <laughs> also, he Megatron does say "shears" twice. Oh, there, in you, there you go. Which <laughs> automatically, <laughs> which automatically propels it higher than it would have been before. Uh, yeah, this is this is my favorite episode of Beast Machines so far. We're only three in, but this is the best of the three, in my opinion. Um, I'm basically just mirroring what Christopher Siege said. He he covered all the points. Um, also, it from from like a a, a toy slash kid perspective, uh, it showed them with new powers or new moves. Cheetors blades can combine, and it becomes a boomerang. <laughs> right and like oh black arachne can throw her webs and she still has cyber venom i 
I, I like it. So it gets a too much energon from me. <laughs> uh well yeah um that has been uh yeah okay so that has been episode 53 of uh of too much energon uh if you want to support the show uh wherever you're listening to and or watching this give it a like give it a subscribe give it a five star rating anything helps us out with discoverability uh, also, check out the Patreon, which you heard a little bit of an advert for earlier, so I'm not going to go too, too much into it, but we do have a new uh, thing being added to the $25 tier, where you can quite literally, like, pit, pick a show for us to talk about on a pod new podcast that's going to be launching very soon. Isn't that exciting? Um... Uh, uh, so yeah, patreon.com slash lasercomb, uh, social media, Facebook, facebook.com slash too much energon for this, uh, page dedicated to this show specifically also on Twitter at too much energon. Uh, you can also on Facebook follow any and all of the various podcasts that I produce and some or all of us, uh, co-host. Uh, and that is facebook.com slash lasercomb. You can follow me on Twitter at lasercomb, L-A-Z-O-R-C-O-M-B. Uh, Cal, you have social media too, yes? You can also follow me on the, the, the bird sphere, the Twitters, uh, at neo underscore Cal, K-A-L. What, what was it you called it once? Bird Facebook? Bird Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's exactly what you said, but it was along those lines. Yeah, it's, it's something, something along those lines. Yeah, you can also follow me on Instagram at Christopher Siege S I E G E. Uh, we will be back with the fourth episode of uh, Beast Machines next week, Mercenary Pursuits. So uh -oh. stay tuned. Oh ho! So uh, stay tuned for that, and. Uh, yeah, I think that about does it. We're going to get out of here. Uh, I have been one of your hosts, Christopher Siege. And I'm your other host, Neo Cal. And until next week, I'm Blue Dabba D. Unless you're green. <laughs> Am I holding an invisible... Oh, never mind. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> Double die, 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 double die,